last time, Doug bought some armor. You guys uh, have, have been all the way from Haverton. You trekked across uh, some, some grassy plains. You got to Rockcrest. Your cubes were... Do you still have your cubes? I can't remember. Yes. I have mine. Okay, so we you, you kept the cubes. I don't um, know what colors we have. One was what, like... One was like white black. and black. One was obsidian, and one was quartz. You guys went and you met the general, and the general was very upset because he, he found you outside of his city. Well, he didn't find you. His guards found you outside of the city. You had some of those cubes, and he wanted to know what you were doing with them. Doug, I believe you are waiting on something. Your longsword is being tempered. Correct. And what was that in exchange for? That is a good question. No, no, I think I actually talked them into doing that for us for free. I think I kind of swindled them a little bit. It's like, I was like in for payment for doing something, and it was just like, it just so happened that they ended up doing that. I could be wrong. But... I, I think it was, you're not allowed to leave. I think that was sort of the condition. They saw that you are you're, you had oh, some information, yeah. you know, you're sort of valuable to them right now, because, you know, you knew a little bit about the magic of the cubes, or not necessarily the magic of the cubes, because uh, as you found out, the, the cubes themselves don't necessarily have any magic, but they're sort of conduits for magic. Yes. And in the interim, until they've figured some things out, you guys are, are just here, here in this city. So, if I'm not mistaken, AJ, Donnie was in a gentleman's club, and Kurak, I don't know where you were. I think I saw something shiny and I started wandering out on my own. No, I'd eh, probably just go to the bar. I mean, that's what you do back then, right? All right, so you headed to the bar. The bar is right next door to the armor shop. I'm assuming by bar you don't mean the gentleman's club. No. I uh, cannot I, remember why I went to the gentleman's club. Because I there mean, was a gentleman's club. Yeah, do you, do you need a reason? <laughs> I think literally all of us were like, let's go. Right now it is sort of becoming dusk. It was getting late. You arrived in sort of the afternoon and with all the, the goings-on and, and purchasing of, of chainmail. It's starting to get kind of late. Kurek, you went to the bar. Does everybody else sort of meet up with you? I guess after I finish purchasing my chainmail, I head to the bar as well, seeing how it's next door. Yeah, um, right. I, I swagger like in to, uh, into the bar. Is it like a pizza place arcade where they got like a door in between the shops? Like the it, shop owners are buddies and they work together? It's not at all. Um, oh. the, the armor store is more of a Hollister, um, and... It maybe oh, used right. to be that way uh, back in the day, but um, you know, between the the smelly perfume and the just clash of atmospheres, that they, they don't do that anymore. This bar is called David and Bastas. <laughs> yeah, D- David Bastas. Um, there we go. <laughs> I don't like the name of this place. It sounds seedy. You guys go in. I'll say you, you all sit down at the bar and the bartender comes over and, and asks you what you what you want to order. Nothing, I'm good. And then I, when he's not looking, I try to sneak in some of the fire water I had from the other bar. In one of your flasks? Yeah. Okay. I'm not paying these high prices for this cheap booze. Why don't you um... Why, why don't you go ahead and roll a, a d20? Shit. This is what we roll d20s on. The uh, 11. So I'll, I'll 
I'll tack your stealth modifier on this. You got a ten. Um, I'll I'll say you get Wait, a, you oh. get away with it. <laughs> you get away with it. You you you're able to sort of like keep it underneath the bar and it, I it's fine. My, I forgot my stealth modifier is negative one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not not the best. <laughs> what kind of drinks do you got? Well, uh, since since the uh, the incident happened uh, the other day. Uh, we, we've been running a bit low on supplies. We were supposed to get a shipment in, but uh, all of the all of the normal uh, deliveries have have been blocked at the at the gate and turned away. So we're only sort of running on specialty uh, liquors and um, some tea? locally produced ale. Give me one of the local ales. So he. Um, it's a, a microbrew. It's a nice orange <laughs> zest with a smoked in a oak barrel. I don't know how beer's made. Um, in yeah, case he, that's not obvious. He um, he pours you like one a little little. T- it looks like almost like a shot um, of just some really really thick brown ale, uh, and he gives it to you to to smell bef- before you drink it. I just down it. He he sighs and he he pours you a larger one and, and tells you that it'll be one gold. <laughs> Whoa, one gold! <laughs> I uh... yes, it's a locally pro- it's it's organic, cage free, free range. Free range? <laughs> it's beer. Free? They're free range hops. You know, they just they let them do, get some hopping they, and around. They run wild yeah. in the fields. Gluten free. I, I flick him a gold coin from my thumb and take the beer. So it's like rice right. beer instead of wheat. Um, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> it's basically sake ale. Uh, sure. I I asked for an Azure at Azure Moon. An Azure Moon? Yeah. Isn't that the Japanese cartoon? The... Or an Azure an Azure Lunar, if you will. Sounds like something on Urban Dictionary. I don't know, or possibly yeah, like uh, play on Blue Moon, maybe. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I got, got it. it. I just got it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said, it is. He says we're all we're all out of that oh, fancy country stuff. Like I said, we've only got some uh, local ale and uh, also some really heavy shit. Give me a du- <laughs> give me a w- double dirty bastard. Oh my god! Yeah, so he he pulls he <laughs> he pulls out some uh, some dusty looking bottles and pours you something that that's just real interesting looking. And and he he says one gold. I uh, I reach in my bag for for money and when I plop the gold down, also with it comes like a couple of g strings from the strip club. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is a gentleman's club. It's a, it's a gentleman's club. There were only gentlemen there. What? <laughs> yeah, just, Those are gentlemen's G strings. That's what the G stands for. It's gentlemen's strings. Gentlemen's. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> Sir, could you please tie my gentleman's strings? Whoops. <laughs> uh, whoops. And I put them back in my. Uh, I put them back in my bag. Oh, you guys! Can't be All showing right, everyone so- my strings. Oh, your heartstrings. He's just a real sensitive guy. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are sitting there enjoying your drinks. Um, Laren has already managed to, to completely down his drink. Kurok is working on the flask, and the bartender just hasn't 
noticed at all, uh, which is fine. You guys sort of look around the bar and it's mostly empty, sort of grungy and dirty, sort of what you'd expect to see in a larger city like you're in. Um, looks like there's some some regulars around and the back room is almost entirely empty. Can't wait to get my sword. Was was that directed <laughs> at um, the other people that are sort of just... I guess I was just saying it up in the air, like, longingly being like, man, I just want that shit. But I expected someone to say something, but I guess everyone's too busy drinking, so no offense taken. For what it's worth, that wasn't really even your sword. You just sort of stole it out of a cart, and it wasn't even usable. my sword now, and it's getting doctored, (laughs) and I'm fucking ready to... He's getting that VIN number scratched off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, fair enough. The bartender looks at Kurok and, and he says, Sorry, son, if you're not going to order anything, I'd, I'd prefer if you went over to uh, to one of the tables and make room for some some paying patrons. Fair enough. Off I go. Table, table, table. You sit down in sort of the empty back room where there's, where there's an open table. Um, why don't you roll a perception check? Ooh, my perception is not good. Uh... No modifier, so eleven again. Shit. What? What's your perception? Uh, zero. So. Okay. So you sit down and and you're you know sort of sneaking drinks by like ducking <laughs> a little bit and trying to like stick your head under the table, but you're you're too big. I like to think the bartender clearly sees it, but it's just not worth the fight. He's just sort of shaking his head and yeah. and like, oh god, another one of these guys. It's like a kid steals a candy bar. It's like, I can see he's doing it. It's just, (laughs) I'll let him have it. See, you're trying to, like, bend over and, like, very slight. You're making, like, complete eye contact with the bartender (laughs) as you do it. You're sort of glancing across. And as you do that and you're sort of hunched over, you notice that there's, like, a a little, like, a notch in the wall. Uh, The wall itself is made out of sort of a thick limestone. But there's a weird spot where it looks like there should be a brick, but instead of a brick, there's uh, some sort of other material, and it's got like a, a notch in it. So it's not like something's missing, it's like something's there that shouldn't be. Yeah, you're not quite sure what it is. Um, it, it looks in, like it was put there intentionally, but you you don't really know. Does it look like it's the size of the cubes we have and the cubes the guards have? It's hard to tell. It's sort of like a... Like I said, it's like a weird notch, but it, it's like at an angle. It's not It's not like a, a square or something. Huh. Well, I... Curiosity gets the best of me, and I approach the notch. Well, you, you're, you're sort of sitting next to it, and you, you fiddle uh, around with it, and, and nothing nothing happens. There's, there's no obvious... No obvious effect. Put my finger in it, like chew on it a little. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happens. I'm tempted to spit acid breath on it. No, I won't. I'm tempted to. <laughs> uh, I guess I wave down the other guys and just like point at us, like, huh? Cube? Maybe? Hmm. I I approach the the notch in the wall and observe it but don't get my cube out i i wait to see if donnie does i put my cube in the notch 
So you you have to sort of like wiggle it around. It's like a USB connector. It doesn't it doesn't fit on the first try, and you thought you it's tried that direction. It's always upside down. Yeah, and you you don't know what the hell is going on with it, but you you sort of manage to like get it on the corner, and like you slide it down and in, and it fits just right. And you hear a, a little click, and the the cube isn't like stuck there or anything, but you, you just heard a little click. And um, it came from underneath the, the table. I uh, look under the table. You, you sort of peek your head under there, and there's a, a bit of a trap door uh, that leads off through the back wall of, of the bar. Well, time to sleuth, guys. Hey, gang, let's split up. I, uh, I slip underneath the table and go for the trap door. I, I just take a gander around the room to make sure nobody's observing us to slip away. Yeah, that's why I said slip, so, like, stealth. Well, I get you, but I just still, I'm, like, kind of just looking out, like, for us, because I think, there. I don't know, as long as you got away, there's still two of us left that have to do the exact same thing, and I don't want anyone getting suspicious. It was yeah, just... the seven-foot-tall, 300-pound dragon, man, it's gonna be have trouble slipping out. So... You you see the bartender is busy helping another another patron. He's he's well distracted. So. Okay. Well then, I I follow suit and tell Kuruk, good luck. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So you guys uh, go through the trap door. Kuruk is still sitting at the table, whistling to himself a little bit, trying to look completely innocent. In retrospect, we should have probably made him go first. Right? Uh, you know, maybe, but... I think we're just leaving him behind. That's the, the plan. <laughs> yeah, you just left him at the table. You'd have to, like, move the table and stuff to, to get him to fit under there as well. So it, 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 it would cause a bit of a commotion. Uh, but so you guys go through and, and you find yourself in Diagon Alley. No. Oh, um, wow. So you, yeah. you oh, guys... let me buy a broomstick. Okay. <laughs> You guys find yourself um, in sort of this space that's between the backs of the buildings. It's partially covered um, by a bit, a bit of a, like an overhang uh, from one of the roofs above. But uh, overall, this place is fairly closed off, and you can see that there's um, sort of trapdoors leading into some of the other buildings. And you can tell they're different buildings because they've got different materials that the the back walls are made out of. So you assume that it's uh, different places. And oh, should I not be listening? Should I take my headphones off? All right, if, if you want. That works. Make it more, more immersive. See you. So you guys, uh, you guys are back here, and the only thing that's really striking is in the middle of this sort of like weird closed off alleyway there is one of those uh cragsmen uh sort of laying there obviously dead in in the middle of uh the alleyway um well i guess do i need the roll to see if there's any imminent danger or are we alone with the dead body uh you guys are alone Okay, that's what I thought. Well, then I just approach the body to grab to search for the cube that I'm assuming is on his person. I just keep watch. I just like make sure no one shows up. So, Laren, you you root around through his pockets and you find this um, 
clear, it, it almost looks like it's made out of glass uh, cube. Uh, extremely similar to, to all of the other ones that you've found so far. And uh, other than that, he doesn't really have anything on him. It might be a woman. It's it's hard to tell. Uh, you've never really seen the crag before, and uh, it's, it's sort of difficult to distinguish. Okay. Um, well, I definitely take the glass cube and put it with the obsidian one. And I just kind of look around the room to see if there's anything else worth, uh, I guess, observing. Why don't you roll perception? Okay. Let's see here. A 16 plus uh, 6, so 22. Okay, excellent. So you look around and you see all these trap doors around the place. You sort of peek, th- you, you use your, your cube on the, the back of one of them, you peek through and you, you see the inside of the, uh, the armor store. You're sort of looking out under uh, a set of chain mail or, or something. You close it and uh, everything is you know, sort of back the way it was. And then in the middle, you sort of slide the body away. There's a hatch on the ground. Um, it's not very well disguised, but you sort of ma- dust it off a little bit, and you open it up, and inside of it, you find something interesting. Ooh, I can't wait. Inside of this hatch, you find what looks like a burlap bag. Um, well, I certainly open it. <laughs> so you open the burlap bag, and you feel sort of wind whooshing into it. Like a and, vacuum? Yeah, like a vacuum. You open it up, and I mean, it's, it's very nondescript on the outside, but you open it, it's got sort of like a tie around the opening, and you open it, and you, you feel like air being sucked in. Uh, it's not too powerful, like it's not going to like swallow you whole or something, but uh, there's definitely like a vacuum. And you look inside, and it's just completely dark. Uh, you can't see the bottom of the bag. All right, I'm, uh, I'm a te- well, I guess, let me drop uh, a gold coin into it to test what happens. Uh, so you, you sort of drop the, the gold coin above it, and it, it's almost like the gold coin just gets sucked right in, uh, and it disappears. Okay, now here's the really tricky one. I'm going to put my hand in and try to retrieve the gold coin. So you, you reach in, and... You could it it feel it's a pretty strong force the deeper you get your arm into it. But what you notice is that um, the bag doesn't you can't feel the bottom of the bag even though you've got your whole arm into it and and the bag isn't all that big on the outside. And I, there's no feeling anything on the inside, no coin anywhere to be found. It's it's just completely empty. And just I feel a little bit of suction. Um, well that being said. I'm certainly not putting anything in the bag until I can figure out how to retrieve those objects, but I'm going to attach the bag to my belt. Okay. Um, so you sort of cinch it, and uh, it closes, and, and it's completely inert. Da'ani, why don't you why don't you have a look at the bag? All right, I toss the, I toss the bag to Da'ani. I do a um, detect magic. All right, why don't you roll a d20 for that? Oof. How's the 12? 
12 works, you take a look at it, it's definitely magical. Uh, the whole bag is sort of glowing. It seems like Excuse a bag me. of holding. That's what I'm assuming. I just want to know if it, it could probably hold a lot of items, but I, I just want to know how to be able to retrieve them, whether it's a keyword or a phrase or a spell. So here's the thing. You know it's not a bag of holding. Uh, you, you've seen a bag of holding, and this is not a bag of holding. Okay. It, it's a type of magic that you haven't encountered before. It's definitely foreign. And you assume that it's some sort of magic that is exclusive to the crag. Other than that, the magic itself is sort of a, a destructive magic. Um, you could tell that it's not some sort of like transmutation. You could tell that it's not an illusion. Um, this okay. magic is uh, destructive. Okay, then in my mind, it's some sort of bag of erasing. Like, if you want this object to not exist anymore, get rid of it. So uh, that's all there is. The you you close the the trap door, and um, now you're just standing. And I, I guess not the trap door. You close the the hatch, and it's just you you two and the body and uh, all of the trap doors around you. How many trapdoors around us? Let's go ahead and say that there's about a dozen. Holy fucking shit. Um, I'm going to just randomly approach one, and and I, I actually, no, not randomly. I'm going to pick the fourth one from the left and go with it. So you open uh, that trapdoor. You use one of the cubes that you're holding. You, you open the trapdoor, and you, you take a peek through and it looks like um, you're sort of behind the counter of something. Um, you can sort of see some feet, and the feet are dressed in what looks to be um, some sort of like uniform, like uniform clothes. And it's it's underneath the counter of of this business. All right, I'm not gonna make a scene or disrupt anyone i'm gonna quietly make my way back tell donnie what i found and explain so what i think's going on here is there's a whole network of crags people in this city and we found the headquarters because all these trap doors probably lead to the towns and the i mean the towns god damn it the 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 merchant shops in this in this city so i think if I'm not mistaken, that means for each each building or shop, there's a, been a Crags person working there, and coming down here, I think they're gathering information on the enemy, and this further furthers that conclusion. What do you think, Donnie? Um, I, de I mean, it definitely seems plausible. Uh, look. Let's check another one, and I go over to a different trapdoor. Any particular one? Uh, like, how are they arranged? So the, the space that you're in is sort of irregular. Um, in general, it's sort of uh, a rectangular shape, but it's uneven because the buildings don't line up perfectly. So we're in, like, a weird back alley space that's sort of, like, landlocked? Yeah, there's there's no like doors or anything to get out. It's it's just all of the backs of the buildings and there's no windows. Okay. Um so which one did he go in? He went in uh 
the fourth one counterclockwise around uh, from the one that you entered from. All right, I'm going to go in uh, door number six. You open the the sixth trap door uh, around going clockwise, and you peer inside, and it's it's very dark. It smells uh, sort of like hay. Are there, are there any doors that I can see? Uh, no, it's it's completely dark. <sighs> um... And it's it's sort of dark outside, so it's it's very difficult to tell. I think I have a lantern or a candle or something that I can get out um... of my adventurer's kit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a standard adventurer's kit. Yeah. Backpack, bedroll, flint and steel, belt pouch, two sunrods, ten days of trail rations, fifty feet of rope, and a water skin. Actually, sunrod might be might be something that has a light cast on it. Sunrod, it minor magic item, sheds bright light to a radius of twenty squares for four See? hours before I burning thought so. out. Okay, I pull out one of my sunrods and I snap it over my knee. You can like go in and it's gonna be a like a rave. Yeah. And it start like some house music's gonna start playing. You go through the trap door with the the sunrod out and um you're looking around and and there's a lot of sort of like stuff on the ground you you sort of bend down and look at it and it's uh, wood shavings it smells sort of like hay or, or some sort of grassy material and you look around you realize you're in a, a carpentry shop i uh it, does it look like anyone's like here right now like i, I know it's pitch black but does it look like is there like a a bedroll on the floor or like a cot in the corner that someone's sleeping on? No, the, the, you look around, the room is completely empty. Um, but you don't know about upstairs. Um, there's no, there's no stair, but all of the buildings in this part of town are, are two-story. What kind of shit is in this place? Like, it's, it's the store, right? The carpentry store? Uh, you look around and you see different types of tools and saws and, um, some sorts of, like, hand drills and little wooden boxes of tacks and nails of, of all shapes and sizes. Do they have their books lying out at all? Like carpentry books? No, I mean like their uh, financial books for the business. You roll a perception check. Six. Um, you, you look around for a, a minute or so, but you don't find anything. Okay. Well, that was going to be a goof, but okay. Uh, I guess I just go back. I, I don't want to... If anyone's sleeping upstairs, I don't want to disturb them. So I'm just going to slip back through the trap door, back to this, this uh, meeting area, this gathering space. Okay. Was it another shop? Yeah, it was the... Uh, it looked like a carpenter's business it's like carpentry shop all right well something's definitely up here let's go tell ku what we found hey all right so you guys go back through the trap door that you came through you leave the body in the alley um <laughs> Ku uh kool-aid man you, you poke your heads up from underneath the table uh, and you see Ku uh, sitting there and um, 
he's sort of looking into his flask, sort of, you know, got one eye shut, and he, he's sort of looking with the other eyeball up into the flask to see if there's any more. There's, it's completely empty. It's bone dry. Am I back? You're back. You're right. yeah, your I'm flask back. is empty. Uh-oh. I mean, I <laughs> hope so. Not a lightweight. Green drinking machine. Ugh. So why don't, you, why don't you guys fill each other in? Yeah, what I miss? Um, we leveled up without you. Uh, oh, no, I'm sweet. kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, they're level uh, four now. They fought a really hard boss. Oh, <laughs> no, it was no, crazy. Totally there was a lot of six stunts that we did. To, what uh, really happened though? We did actually. We did actually find Diagon Alley. Uh, but no. So we found some alleyway. Oh, well, let me tell you my voice. So. <laughs> We found an alleyway, and there's all sorts of trap doors, and apparently all, there's this network of all the shops in this in this city, town, whatever the fuck it is. They all connect to this little alleyway, so it, it's pretty shady to me that all these Crags people have access to every single shop and have an easy escape route. So, and I just, it's, I'm assuming it's, it's more they're gathering information, and it's even... It's really a lot of it's happening in this city. We found another dead guy too, and he had another cube. So, do you want the obsidian one? Because now I got two. Yeah, sure. I'll cube. Cube me. All right, I toss so, him the obsidian cube. Do we know if the Crags built it, or if it already existed before Crags? I'm not certain. I have a feeling the Crags people have been abusing it for some time. Because if they use it, it makes sense. If they built it, it more suspicious. I don't know. We found a dead Crags guy down there. I think, and only so far, the only people with cubes are Crags people. I think it's pretty suspicious. I don't think your average person knows about this. I say we tell the general. Yeah, I want that sword anyway, so hopefully they're getting done with that soon. So, as you guys sort of finish up your conversation, the bartender sort of from behind the bar says, closing up in a few. Okay, before we go, gra- well, I'm a- I'm assuming you didn't just leave a cube in the notch in the wall, but if you did, grab it and make sure we close up the trap door and make sure it seems like we weren't down there. Yeah, I, I pry the cube out. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't stick in there. It, it, it just sort of fit in. And, and, and the trap door, it. I guess, closed below. Yeah, it's okay. it's um it's just got like a little like secret latch or something. All right, well as long as we make it seem like we weren't down there, we're, we're it's all back to exit. normal. Yep. All right, so you guys uh, leave the bar. I'm assuming you're gonna head back to the barracks and uh, rest up, and and come morning you're gonna go talk to the general. Yeah. 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 All right, so you guys head back over to the barracks. Donnie is looking at some fine pictures of women. He puts some of those gentleman strings up uh, in the in the springs of the mattress above him, uh, and right next to my uh, sunrod. That's yeah, dying you got your out. sunrod. I, dying I don't want to. I don't want to hear about Donnie's rod with these lewd pictures. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. Uh, I don't want to be. A, I don't want to be that kind of guy. I don't think that's your choice. I think it's already happened. <sighs> you guys all fall asleep. You're all woken up by a loud bang. Ah, 
I slammed my head off the bed. <laughs> you slammed your head off the underneath of the bed above you? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, so you guys look around and, and you sort of rubbing the crusties out of your eyes and um, you don't really know what's going on. <laughs> I was just going to say crusty crab. I mean, yeah, uh, the cloud. rubbing the crusty the crab out. Um, and <laughs> Donnie has some crabs after that jello's clothes. Man, we're having some <laughs> terrible, horrible visuals right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you see standing in the doorway uh, two guards and clearly they, they just slammed the door open, which is very rude of them. One of the guards says, Come on, it's time to go. Time to get up. I get up, put on my clothes, and approach the guards. Kurok sort of pulls the blankets over the yeah, top yeah, of his head and curls no. into a ball. <laughs> no. I uh, I kind of just like slip out of bed and throw my cloak over me over myself, and then um, my. I have, like, a bunch of satchels attached to, like, a belt that goes around my waist, and I kind of just, like, buckle that on around my waist. I grab, uh, I grab Donnie's clean underwear and throw it in my, uh, bag of vacuum. God damn- No! (laughs) It was my last pair! I'm assuming you got the bag of vacuum down there. Yes, uh... Fortunately, Donnie's got a whole bunch of, uh, gentleman's strings to, uh, wear instead. (laughs) I, I... I don't even bother. <laughs> I'll just watch. I'll watch these eventually, I guess. So you guys follow the guards, and they, they lead you back to the general's office. Somehow the general is, you know, all already awake, completely dressed, completely ready to go. Um, and uh, he says, what, what, what are you guys doing? You know, s- still all... I'm, I'm assuming this is the same voice. I'm... It's really hard to remember. <laughs> what 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 do you guys do? You look like you just rolled out of bed. Do you know what time it is? Nope. It's five a.m. Should be should be up and at them. Hmm. If you were if you were one of my one of my troops, I'd I'd send you to the brig. Okay. Uh, Where's our coffee? So he he reaches underneath he reaches underneath his his desk and he pulls out. Um, the longsword that you saw that, g- that you gave him and it doesn't look too much better but it looks usable and he, he puts it on a desk and sort of slides it over uh, to Laren and he says, Lauren, I, I tempered your longsword for you Lauren, thanks chief I have uh, an expert who's just arrived uh, he's, he's very old um, which, which is why it took him so long to, to, to get here. Uh, he's an expert on the crag. Uh, we've, we've summoned him to help us prepare our troops for whatever might be coming. Where's he from? God damn it, Krulaman, get out of here. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. The, the expert is from, from Zaranth, up, up from the north, up near the, the barrier. Okay. What about the book we gave you? That, that'll be delivered directly to our expert. We, we, we seek counsel with with the Elder, so hook us up. Give me that shit. Guards, take, take him, to, take him to, to the old man. Thanks for the sword. And, and so the guards just whisk you away, um, and you go down and out the front of the barracks, and, and you go... Um, yeah, you get turned into a delicious omelet, 
Um, and you go next door into a building that's equally sort of mundane on the outside. It's very military. It's made out of some sort of uh, stone, and it looks like this is more of a, a military headquarters. Um, and you go inside, you follow the guards, and, and you're in this large sort of hall. And in the hall, there's some very long tables, and all of the tables are um, set, and it looks like uh, a, a big meal uh, is about to be spread out. But no, there's nobody in the room, um, except for at the very end of one of the tables, there's a tiny little old man, and next to him is uh, a woman. And the woman is very tall, maybe six foot four, six foot five. She looks like she is at least partially dragonborn. Ooh, cha 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 cha. Yeah, she's she's got like a little bit of scaliness to her, but she she also has very distinct non-dragon features. And the little old man is is very wrinkled, and he's you could tell he's an old man. He's got lots of gray hair sticking out every which way. He's just sort of sitting there with a, a big bowl of some sort of soup or something, and, and, and he's chowing down. And, and the woman is just sort of sitting there patiently next to him. I guess if there's a seat nearby, I approach the elder and take a seat and say, Greetings, elder. Oh, look, look at this one. Oh, it sounds like he's got something in his throat. Oh. And, and, and the woman says, Yes, quite. Mm, indeed. Yeah. Is that you trying to be suave? <laughs> so suave. Excellent. What? Well, what kind of soup are you, you eating? Well, this is, question. This this isn't a soup. This this is um this is yesterday's sandwich. It was a bit too tough, so I had them sop it up with some some milk, and it, now I'm drinking it. Oh, oh, oh. so I, I kind of turned to the other guys and gave them a look like this guy's batshit crazy. Um, and then I turn back to him and I say, "That sounds delicious." Uh, so what can you tell me about the crag? People? Can I do a reflex check to see if I hold back my gag reflex? Vomit <laughs> at the sound of that? Sure, why not? Oh God, I'm lactose intolerant, so it's the worst thing for me. Eleven. Um, you you hold back your your oh, man. <laughs> Good. Oh, this okay. episode's also going to be called Roll for Vomit. <laughs> how, many, how many episodes do we have of that? <laughs> oh, it boy. A lot. So, so the old man says, Oh, the, the crack, yeah. I've, I've spent my life studying them. What, what do you want to know? Well, I don't know if they've delivered this book yet or not, but they were supposed to. <laughs> Yes, the, the, the elven manuscript that you, that you so kindly provided, uh, or so I'm told. Uh, yes, that, that, that'll be quite useful in, in uh, finding out more about this mysterious happening. What, what, what are these cubes, exactly? And what do you suspect is going on here? Because a lot of people that we thought... Where regular people are turning out to actually be Crag in disguise. And they also don't... They don't... Um, they're not doing anything necessarily adverse besides dying in public. 
The nerve of them. Um, yeah, those bastards. And scaring the living bejesus out of all the other people that live in this area. Like, is there something innate about the Craig that they would want to possibly live among us? Like, uh, that, like, I have my questions about there being. Mm, being Spies. bad motives. Like, uh, being well, that, evil. That's the question, it. isn't it? It. It, it seems so unusual to crack these people that are so reclusive and hidden away and yes, reclusive. Hide, hiding uh, that they they would so brazenly live among us. It's, isn't that weird? Don't you think that's weird? Pretty preposterous, if you ask me. The only, the only conclusion I can draw is that they were forced to live here, but... That seems even more unlikely. My conclusion is that they chose to be here and they're spies. I mean, we we were at wars, war with these people hundreds of years ago, so I, I don't think they got over the grudge. I think well, that, that's just that's just poppycock. They they couldn't possibly have been sent here. The barrier is in place. They could not <laughs> have crossed the barrier. I propose we investigate the tunnels. Yes, tunnels. What are these tunnels that you that you're speaking of? Tunnels. And also speaking of tunnels, is it possible to some for someone to have burrowed underneath the barrier? Oh, of course not. The the, the barrier goes deep down to the center of the earth. To, I shouldn't say that. Deep down to the center of the planet. Tunnels. Well, the tunnels. Well, here's the thing. We found in the local bar uh, a, a notch in the wall, so to say, and we put our cube in it, and we found a trap door that so led you, to... So you, you use the cube? Yes. How did you use it? I, these are still a mystery they to me. They seem They're to quite be a novel. key, kind of, for some things. Like, they occasionally fit into, like, random spots, and then... They also are, have the ability to access magic from a distance. Where, where did you find this? Where did you find this tunnel? I found it in the bar. Because I am smart and perceptive. Ooh, I, I do love a drink. Let's let's go to the bar. Yes, bar. And so, um, the, the, he looks over to the, the woman uh, sitting next to him and she says, Yes, quite. She stands up uh, to her full height. Uh, which towers over everybody except for Kurak. Uh-huh. She says, follow me. And that wasn't her voice. Follow me. <laughs> and the, the old man sort of yells at nobody in particular. And he says, put that in doggy bag for me. And he sort of gestures at his, his soggy sandwich um, in, in a bowl. Um, I can't believe that he can even consider alcohol after that meal. But let alone, I, personally, I would have probably decided not to go to the bar and tell, try to steer this away, but I'm following his single-file line to the bar. As you, as you approach the bar, you see the, the woman uh, address some guards, and she stops, and the guards sort of go in, and the bartender comes out, and he's saying, Hey, what, what are you doing? This is my place. You, you can't kick me out of my own bar. And, and then she escorts everybody, in, and, and he says, Oh, you three! The one that you didn't even you didn't even drink anything last night. I disturbed nothing. And so you all go in, and the old man looks at the the woman, 
who looks at the guards, and the guards sort of bring the the bartender uh, and and sort of stand on either side of him, sort of near the entrance of the bar. Um, and you you take the old man and the woman to the back uh, where you found the the trap door, and you know you you fiddle around with the cube and you sort of flip it over like two or three times, and it just it doesn't really want to fit. And then finally you manage to click it into place, and you hear the trap door open. The woman with just one hand sort of gra- grips the edge of the, the table and just sort of pulls it out. Um, like you'd sort of pull a chair out, but like the whole table it just sort of slides it out. Oh my. Uh, and, and everybody's like, oh boy. Behind it, sure enough, there's the slightly ajar trapdoor. It's not quite ajar. You can only put like a few peaches in there. Not too much preserved fruit. It'll fall out. <sighs> it's slightly ajar. It's slightly a trapdoor. A dragon comes down from the heavens and <laughs> incinerates you and flies away. <laughs> so the, the old man sort of peeks into it and says, Ooh, an adventure. This, this is going to be exciting. The woman says, I, I, I'm afraid I, I, don't, I don't believe I'll fit. That makes two of us. The, the old man says, Not to worry. And he just sort of scoots his way through and, and he's uh, now in the alley. I follow suit. Yeah, I, I go right in after, and I just like as I'm going there, I'm just you kids don't you guys don't get in trouble now. As so, I tell the the two biggins, I lick my fingers, I slick back my eyebrows, and go, "So, you um fr- from near the entrance, you see the bartender saying, what What are you doing over What are you doing over there? What What is this? What What are you doing in my wall? You're making a hole in the wall." I yell up to Ku. Keep an eye on the bartender. Make sure he doesn't go anywhere. I walk over and I just stand by him to make sure the guards don't accidentally let him go or something. So the the woman sort of looks Koo up and down um, and and then like turns away. Denied. I'll win her over. Did we happen to pat down the bartender? Um, we'll assume that the guards did that. To see did if we had a enough? cube on him? Um, no, that would have been probably the first thing they would have found. Okay. Did I happen to pat down the dragon lady? Uh, no. Can I? Why don't you roll for that? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, this is gonna be funny. <laughs> that was <a> <laughs> Shit. Wait, is that charisma? Can I get a modifier? Um, we'll, we'll say it's, it's charisma. And then it's a six. So. Still not good. <laughs> you sort, you sort of go and like, put your hand, like go to like, put your hand on, on like her, her waist. Um, and just in like one swift motion, she, she just elbows you in the chest. Uh, and it, it knocks the wind out of you. And she doesn't even flinch. She she's, she doesn't even look away from what she was looking at. Damn, this girl means business. <laughs> oh Jesus! So you guys are in the trap door, um, unlike Koo, um, and uh, the old man uh, it is sort of holding his hands. Ooh, ooh, lordy. This one is, uh, this one's getting a bit ripe. The fuck? And he gestures at the, uh, 
the body laying in the, the, the middle of the alleyway. Now, take a look, old man. There's all sorts of trap doors, and we tested two of them, and they go to certain shops in town. What do you think? It, do- it doesn't seem like there's anything terribly suspicious here. I mean, if I was... If I was from an enemy state, or I guess not enemy, but uh, a hostile state, I I probably would want a way of getting around covertly as well. It just doesn't smell right to me. I don't. What kind of? I don't Cer- know. Certainly, nobody's up to any good in here. But I mean, there's, there's not a meth lab back here, and I don't, I don't know what what do you want me to tell you? I don't know. We came all the way to fucking see you. You. You told you told me about this. I, I I'm coming to see it. I I haven't heard about this thing. Guys. Here's what's interesting. And he goes over to one of the trap doors, and he says, based on the information in the book that you provided, these these cubes are like conduits for magical energy. And he he sort of just like in one go, he just taps the cube into the the little notch, and he manages to get it on the first try, and it clicks open. Um, on just one of the random doors. And he said, just like that. Look at that. Look at that. The, the magic. It opened the, tra- it opened the trap door. And he, he sort of like keeps clicking it and unclicking it. He said, this, this is remarkable. I, I bet that these magical cubes could transfer magical energy from all the way across the world. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what the book said. That's exactly what the book said. I'm reiterating it. Yeah. Well... Well, we need to pinpoint where the magic would be coming from, and that's where this is all going to lead us. Transfix. Transfix. What, well, what do you think of this? And I toss him the bag of vacuum, or the what I am uh, calling the bag of erasing. Why don't you, you you toss it? Why don't you roll for that? It opens oh, up and falls on his head. <laughs> oh, it's just a vacuum bag. All right, roll a d twenty. He dies um, in the is vacuum there any... space. Any modifiers or just a d20? Uh, just roll a d20. Side note, what is this? Ooh, three. Oh, I wasn't here for what the vacuum bag was. It's so like you, a bag of holding with a black hole in it. Oh, okay, so it's like a pocket dimension bag. Yeah. So like, I already put my arm in it, and it's still attached, so it's just like a gentle suck. So, okay. so you, you throw it at him, and and you, you do it very haphazardly, and... He tries to catch it, but he's a little old man, and it sort of just, like, slips onto his hand and just, whoop, right up his arm. And he, he, he starts screaming, ooh, 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 it's, it's on me! And, and Da'ani sort of yanks it off, and his arm pops back out. He says, oh, that, that, that's a, that's a, that's a... Ooh. A flashlight. <laughs> uh, um, how big is the opening on this bag? When it's when it's closed, it's closed tight. It's very, it's cinched shut. But um, when you open it, it can get to maybe I don't know. Like if it was if it was stretching a, a circle, I'd say maybe like a, a foot and a half, two feet diameter. I put my head in. Hello. You you put your head in and and to look around it, to see if I could see when it's in there. It's completely dark inside, and it sucks all the air out of your lungs. I pulled off. <laughs> <laughs> the, and the old man is, has like his hand on his heart, and and he's like Donnie's, breathing deeply. Deeply. 
Danny's well, that's a pretty effective way to kill yourself if you want to. Get, get a little David Carradine action. Tied around your neck. Strung up in a club. Sorry. The, the old I'm, I'm not here. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> the, old, the old man says, I, I haven't seen one of those in 75 years. Ah, um, three years almost as old as me. I mean, a little younger than me. Those used, those used to be made by the people of the crag. Uh, it, it was something that they often carried with them in order to cover their tracks. It's interesting. Where did you find such a thing? Where, where did you encounter this? Off oh, that dead guy right there. Why would, why would he have it? What, what could they possibly be trying to destroy? This is, this is by the way, this is a void bag. Um... It, it's a bag that contains nothing. It contains the opposite of something. A void bag, alright. And anything put in there kind of just, like, falls into the void? And anything you put inside is uh, essentially gone forever. Uh, you'll undone. never see it again. It's not, it's not undone. It but exists, but it's also nothing at the same time. It's, it's like that curtain in Harry Potter that you want to really get, stay away from. Okay. Wait, what's that? Huh? Huh? What? What, what? Are you, what are you talking about? Huh? Who is this Harold Potter? <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I, I can't hear what you're saying. I didn't <laughs> catch that, but we'll just keep going. Just put the body in there. Get yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, do, do you want to? Now, are... um, we can't fit a body in this, can we? No, you, it'll it'll fit. It'll just about fit. You have to put it in long ways. You can't put it in sideways, but. Sure. Well, I, I go about stuffing the body in because he's going to have to get taken care of eventually and we took all his valuables aka the glass cube which I'm now holding on to. I immediately yep. get flashbacks of uh, the one nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I think of like Cell from Dragon that. Ball Z. But alright, enough. <laughs> the old man says, oh, that, that's, a, that's a clever way of getting rid of a body. Ooh, a, a little bit dark, but sure, sure. We'll, at least the smell will go away. That, that's that's going to stink up this whole block in about a week. So, whew, good thing you're getting rid of it. Makes a tasty stew, though. Huh? Yeah, I'm wondering. You're not even here, Kuruk. <laughs> I can sense it. I'm wondering. I'm his... wondering if the rest of the sh- these uh, Craigsman shop owners know that there was a dead body back here. So I'm. You guys hear from the the trapdoor the sound of sort of a sort of a struggle, and you I tried s- to make another move on her. <laughs> you see um, the bartender sort of poking his head through the trapdoor, but he's being like yanked away. He's like, "Holy crap! What? What? Where is? What? How? how what is this? How? How did this get back here?" I knew he had no idea, so this is going on behind people's backs, I'm telling you. What did you do to my bar? He, like, yanks, gets yanked get, away. Get, get yeah. him out of here. Yank. And you hear from the trap door, you hear the woman say, I, I think he's had about enough. And and you just hear the sound of, let go of me, this is my bar. Get, get, get on her, get, get away from me. Sort of like disappears off into the distance. So, so you, you all go out. The old man says to the woman, he says, Catherine, why don't, why don't you close this back up? 
she sort of like gingerly reaches down and clicks the the trap door shut and and just with one you know like two or three fingers just pushes slides the table back into into its spot and and the the old man says who's thirsty yeah i everybody thanks for listening this is matt i'd like to thank the host this week myself doug bren and aj cover art for this episode was done by the lovely ian mcafee the music was composed and assembled by the feeling you get when you just lay down to go to bed josh did distribution is powered by the fine podcasting software at pinecast.com leave us feedback by clicking the link in the episode description or by visiting our website at abtd.pinecast.co if you're not already subscribed and you're listening to this on the web or somewhere else, you can find Almost Better Than Dragons wherever you download podcasts like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or anything else. Our next episode is going to be going out on the 28th of November. Look forward to it. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.